Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Cyborg Cindy with me, Cindy CWF on sale. And this evening we're speaking about being plus size. Does being plus size mean you're unfit or unhealthy? That's what we're discussing tonight on KFM 95.9. Because a conversation a day is exactly what the doctor ordered. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on KFM 95.9. Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy CWF and Sale on Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. It is a Wednesday, which means that we are streaming live from Kaya TV. So please make sure um, you are on kayatv.co.za to see um, what we're doing. And um, tonight we're speaking about being plus size. I'm chatting to Angela Mutsusi. Um, she's an, um, a nurse clinician. She's a motivational speaker. And she's also um, an HIV activist. And um, unfortunately, Thick Leonce couldn't make it this evening. Um, but she, uh, she was to join us but we'll continue the conversation with uh, myself and Angela of course I'm looking forward to your calls on 86 if you've missed any of the um, episodes of Sidebar Cindy you can click on um, FM Rewind um, at, at kayafm.co.za click on podcasts and you'll find the podcasts um, all there so welcome Angela thank you so, so much for being on the show well, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So, Angela, I mean, you and I are plus size. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, when people see um, plus size people, the first thing they think is that we, you know, we are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm happy that we're having this conversation because you can be, you can be plus size, you can be overweight and be healthy. But of course, you can also be plus size and unhealthy. So we'll be, we'll be talking about all of those things tonight. And um, and and yeah, and, and just going into it. Um, so just to get into a bit of background, um, Angela, just um, have you been plus size all your life? No, not really. Okay. Um, in fact, I grew up being very skinny. My peers would actually tease me about it. Like I was very skinny mm. throughout primary school, high school. Um, even after having my child, I was very skinny. Mm. Uh, even when I started working and then... I only started gaining a lot of weight after I was diagnosed with HIV because Mm. what had happened is that at that point I wasn't ready to disclose my status and in my mind I thought because um, you know if I lose weight people are gonna start thinking talking talking Mm. about you know about me being sick so for every one kilogram I'd lose I'd gain about five you know I'd work hard to gain a lot of weight and um, it went on and went on up, up and, uh, until I started my antiretrovirals and then uh, you know then the weight the weight just piled up and piled up and piled up and I find myself being you know plus size today Okay, mm. and do you think um, the ARVs themselves may have contributed to to weight gain? Because I, I mean, I do have patients that start treatment, and in, in a month or so, they tell me how they're just eating all the time. Did you experience that? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and uh, just the other day, I was having a conversation with my friend, and she was like, "Ever since you started treatment, you've gone so you've you know you've gone so big, and in a very short space of time, you know. Besides, you know, currently I don't even eat as much. Mm. You know, people." think I eat it I don't I just eat normal portions I, I, I don't like sugar so I limit my sugar intake but the weight keeps piling up that's interesting and were you ever on the on, when, okay, when did you start taking antiretroviral treatment uh, that was in 2014 okay so you wouldn't have started the, t- um, the tablets that that would change a person's no, um, no, body no, shape no, no, no. you were on the new regimen Yes, because I mean, there's that too. I mean, we we do know that some of the antiretrovirals that we used to use before mm-hmm. would cause fat to be redistributed about the um, ar- around the body. Yes, that would be your T fourteen mm, and your and your AZT. Okay, yes. so you went on those drugs. No. Okay, and um and so going from being skinny to 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 plus size must must be challenging. I mean, I've been plus size all my life, so <laughs> I I've never had a transition from anything. But I can imagine that that can be chal- that has been challenging. Yeah, it has. Uh, look, there are levels to this thing, you know. 
we may all be plus size, mm. but we are not the same size in our, you know, in being plus size. So I've been plus size as in I weighed about 84 kilograms. I never had any challenges, no issues, whatever. At some point, I weighed 100 kilograms, never had issues at that point. I felt fine. I could do anything I wanted to do. Mm. Um, at some point, I weighed, uh, I weighed, I think, about 120 kilograms. Yeah. Still fine. I am only recently starting to have challenges now that I'm weighing 140 plus. Mm. And, and where, are you feeling, where are you feeling the challenge the most? Is it your knees? Is it your ankles? Is it your heart? <laughs> where, where, where are you feeling? I'll tell you where I feel it. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where are you feeling it? Um, that would be my knees. Mm. Especially when I'm in the shower, <laughs> that would be my joints. Mm. My spine, I think, is taking a lot of strain because I consistently have back ache. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my challenges. I think, yeah, I think I'm the same as well. Um, at my heaviest, before um, I started losing weight, well, yeah, before I started eating differently in 2014, I was 154 kgs. And I think, my, yeah, my knees and my back complains the most. Mm-hmm. And um, I think most plus size people. Yes. Um, especially if you're above 100 kilograms, that that's that's the that's the the those are the joints that take the most strain. Um, and so you work in the health sector. Yeah. So you're a nurse clinician. Yes. And I'm a medical doctor. And have patients ever passed comments about your weight? Like mm-hmm. when you advise patients to lose weight, have they ever said, "Oh, I went on this," and then my nurse is tired? You know. Yeah. I actually recently encountered a patient, and I got so pissed off. So the patient was about to be initiated on treatment and needed to have bloods done. And I think it was two or three bottles. And um, she, and I was like, she, he, he was complaining that we actually drawing a lot of blood from him. Oh, and you're going to finish his blood. Yes. Patients always say that. I mean, guys, your blood doesn't finish. It doesn't matter how many tubes of blood we take. <laughs> it's not going to finish, but they feel as if it's got yes. you know? So the patient was uh, actually said to me, Pelamina ang lingani na we enje when sister. And I was like, what? <laughs> did, I, you res- did you respond? You know, I'm here trying to help you. And you're telling me that um, uh, you wouldn't have as much blood as I would have because you're not as big as I am. You know, I felt really insulted, you know. And then um, another patient, uh, it was like a, a mother bringing in um, a baby. So I give the medication to, to the um, to the child and she says ever since the child has started TB treatment she's eating a lot and I'm saying yeah, and, that's, and that's what TB treatment does and that's what we wanted to do yes and I'm like okay that's great you know that's good and then she's like no but I don't want my child to be as big as you are oh no Angela <laughs> <laughs> like this is real life like this is what happened. <laughs> and, and that's a reality that you have to live with. I think, um, you know, one of the one of the things about being plus size is that when people are describing you to other people, um, you know, in your absence, they'll, they'll say, okay, if you're looking for Dr. Cindy, this is what she looks like. <laughs> you know, she's big on her. So then when a person eventually comes up and says, oh, yeah, you must be Dr. Cindy. And you're like, oh, how did you know? Mumang Mang told me that when I look for you, I must. And then they remember what they're about to say and they don't finish their sentence. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, what did she say? You must look for someone who's like, what? <laughs> and then I bash, okay, what they were told. And I know in my heart exactly what they were told. I yeah. the chubby one. Look for the chubby one and you'll know that it's her. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, so from a health perspective, I think for the longest time as healthcare practitioners, we used to focus on the BMI, the body mass index. Yes. And and we used that as a as a as a measure of of you know what's a good weight, what's you know what's the red zone, what's obesity, what you know what's morbid obesity. Mm-hmm. But we've moved to measuring body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what that's that's what the the um, the dietitians are using and and the sports physicians as well. And um, I know that if your body mass percentage is above 25%, then you need to be concerned. Yes. But what's even, what's even more um, important is where the fat is. Yes. Where is the fat on your body distributed? And one of the things that I learned last year when I went, on, went to talk about obesity is that we don't want people to carry fat around their, their abdomens because yes. that's where all your organs are. So the more fat you carry there, the more fat surrounds your organs and the unhealthier you are. Then you're at a higher risk of having cardiovascular problems. But if your fat is on your thighs or on your bum, then we're happy with that. So mm-hmm. small waist, big bum, big thighs, that's where we want the fat to be distributed. And, 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 and incidentally as well, the fat around your bums and your hips and your thighs is the hardest to lose 
Mm. I've met I've met many plus size women. You know, they're, they're, there's a certain body shape where they've got flat tummies, big bums, big thighs, mm-hmm. and they're struggling to get rid of the fat on their thighs and their bums. And I always say to them, listen, we're happy with the way that you look. If you have a flat tummy and not a lot of fat around your um your your abdominal organs, we're happy. So you just you know you just carry as you are. We're happy. But if you're carrying a lot of fat up here, mm. that's the challenge, and that's the fat that we want people to lose. Yeah, you know, I'm actually happy that we've you've moved on from the from the BMI mm. or we're using it in conjunction with you know other other tests other procedures because i've always taken it with a with a pinch of salt because if um i as angela am 1.7 meters tall tall. Mm. and i weigh say 120 and then somebody um who plays for for example rugby or is a wrestler or whatever you know and they are that tall they weigh the same you know, our BMI is going to be the same. It's going to say we are fat. It's not going to be able to distinguish between yeah. the fat and the muscles. You know, it's just going to say we are fat. Hmm. And so, the BMI, I mean, that 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 measure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it cost me um, a, a cover with a certain um, insurance company. They came to see me, and it was a self-reporting um, um, interview. What? How much do you weigh? And I told them how tall are you? And I told them. And then when they calculated everything, I was classified as as being morbidly obese. And that's I me. Yeah, and I couldn't take um, life with them and that was in 2005 and, I, and, and I'm still angry about that to this day because I understand that that measure wasn't entirely correct and I shouldn't have been classified as being morbidly obese but then okay that's the past that's what happened and um, there's nothing we can do about it mm-hmm. um, and, and the other thing as well is, is blood tests the monitoring of blood tests I think it's important for, for us to talk about that as, as a plus size person you should be doing monitoring blood tests and the important tests to do are your you know you need to check your cholesterol obviously you want it to be around 5 mm-hmm. you need to take, check your sugar and you also need to check if you have insulin resistance. That's something we don't always speak about. And insulin resistance leads to um, um, problems such as, um, you know, you're you're more prone to to have um, um, health, heart problems, cardiovascular problems, and also polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where it's difficult for you to conceive. So I know that a lot of chubby girls struggle to conceive, but they don't know why. Yes. But until you've done those blood tests, then you'll know. Then you'll know that, okay, I have insulin resistance, it's a higher risk of, of polycystic ovarian syndrome. And some of the symptoms of polycystic ovarian syndrome are erratic menstruation mm-hmm. and hairiness. So I'm hairy. Um, I have a little <laughs> beard that I have to pluck once in a while. Um, and, you know, hairy arms um, and obviously fat around the abdomen. Those are some of the things that a doctor would look for and say to you, mm, you might be at risk of, of, being, of having PCOS. Mm-hmm. So at, at the clinics, are you guys, um, you know, do you, do you guys do insulin resistance? Do you do those tests? No. So that's something important. It's Especially not- if someone comes in reporting um, infertility. It's it's not routine. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you know in the um, bigger hospitals they would, but at the primary healthcare level, especially in the public sector, mm-hmm. those are not tests that. We but run. yeah, at least now we know that it's something routine. that that um, we should be considering. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so being plus size and and food. Let's talk about plus size <laughs> and food. <laughs> uh, I think with me the the. You know, I, I changed my eating habits in 2014 mm-hmm. and I moved away from eating carbs and sugar. Well, I cut down drastically from eating carbs and sugar. Mm-hmm. But people still feel that they can they can comment on, on how much you eat and, and um, you know, advise you on what to drink and drink this shake. Like random strangers in the mall tell you, yeah, you know, um, I know someone who is as big as you are and they took this and they took that <laughs> and now they're smaller. And, you know, you smile politely like, oh, okay, thank you very much. But like, um, how the nerve? I mean, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you as well? Yeah, it does. And I think we, we need to move away from, you know, the whole diet story. Mm. They don't work. You know, if I think, when I think about a diet, I think of the, the cabbage soup diet. Imagine how horrible that thing is. Did you ever do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've once tried that diet. Like, it's horrible. It's not sustainable. It's not, you know, you can't. You just can't. We should move, um, you know, to to a place where we encourage, you know, um, healthy living a healthy diet as opposed to uh, you know diet the diet you know the the ones that we, I just spoke about because um, like you've just said now you've spoken about we know that sugar is not good for us well we n- now we know in the past we didn't I mean the food pyramid that we were 
that we are taught yes. it doesn't highlight um, ha, um, ha, just how challenging carbs and sugar are for us mm-hmm. I think now as the movement around the world keeps growing we're gaining more and more information yes. about it we know that now we know that sugar is not good for us we know that you know we need to take carbs in moderation mm. we also know that we need to take um, good fats you know yes yeah so I think we should if you do, you take that approach then it's 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 more sustainable as mm. opposed to going on a curry soup diet for like 14 and you're like I can't believe you tried <laughs> would have never I would never punish myself like that but we're taking your calls on 86 um, the hashtags on social media are sidebar Cindy and the other hashtag is KFM Talk and of course we're streaming live on Kaya TV so please go to kayatv.ca.za to watch me and Angela in discussion about being plus size and um, does that mean you're unfit if you're plus size does it make you unhealthy and we're having this this open and honest um, um, conversation. Later on, we'll be chatting to dietitian um, Dinzualo Mujapelo, but that'll be later on in the show. Um, and as I said, um, Thick Fiancé was meant to join us, but unfortunately, she couldn't be in studio. So, Angela, what other diets did you try? So, the cabbage <laughs> diet, what else did you try? Did you ever, do, okay, did you ever take any shakes? The way, uh, you know, you, you skip this meal and you drink this shake and no, you're no, full no. for the whole day. I, I haven't, but I, I once took epi- appetite suppressants. I Prescribed by <laughs> by somebody by a doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I know which appetite suppressant you're speaking about. I'll, yeah. I must comment on that before the show ends. Yeah. Mm. So um, I started with the drops, and yeah. then I moved on to to the tablets. Did the drops work? Mm, yes, I think they worked. But my the mind was just more powerful than the drops, as always, because. All it would take was just for me to see a plate of food. Mm. If I see it, best believe that I will eat the normal portion. And that has, in a way, actually protected me because after I got HIV infected, there were times where, you know, I didn't have appetite. I didn't feel well. But all it would, it would take it, it was just for me to look at the food to see the food and I would eat my normal portion and the tablets when you moved over to the tablets how was that experience it was the same the mind was just stronger than than what the tablets you were taking the tablets are quite challenging to take because of the side effects I think when people ask for those tablets to be prescribed they don't know what the side effects are and I think people need to know that when we when we do prescribe um, the tablets that suppress your appetite and increase your metabolism it's only for a short time and what we're trying to do is that we're trying to bring you down to a reasonable weight so that yeah, you can start walking and then from there mm-hmm. you know exercising more until you lose you lose the weight that, that you want to lose and we reserve the use of those tablets for people who are morbidly obese like we're speaking people who are over 200 kilograms it's a pity that in South Africa people have access to that treatment sometimes, with a prescri- sometimes without a prescription and people are popping those tablets like smarties yes and my advice to you guys, I'm not going to name the brand. You guys all know what I'm talking about. Don't take those tablets without the supervision of your medical doctor. And Akon, it's not a long-term thing. If we're going to prescribe those tablets, it's at the, a maximum of three months until you come down to a reasonable weight and then you can start exercising. But yeah, sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Suyafantel. I'm chatting to Angela Matsusi. She's an HIV clinician. She's a motivational speaker. She's um, living with HIV. She's plus size. She's gorgeous. Please go to kaitv.co.za <laughs> to see what she looks like. And yeah, taking calls, we have Utandi on the line. Um, hi, Tandi. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Tandi? Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for taking my call and uh, hello to your guest as well. Hello, Tandi. I'm not plus size. My grandmother was. And I made a decision when I turned 10 because she was uh, admitted in hospital very sick and then eventually she passed away. She was overweight, right? Mm. And it was a huge problem for nurses to turn her to wash her and they always complained. And that I did not like because mm. you find her in a mess, right? It's bad. It should and be then, in a mess at the hospital. Yeah, because of the weight. It was difficult and you must understand that they are nurses in their 20s, in the, you know, before 30, 40. They are very young and they are small, weight-wise, a lot of them, yes. student nurses I'm talking about. And uh, so that was the reason why most of the time we would go and we'll have to help as well, you know. That must have now, been, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was traumatic. Mm. And that's when I decided that, no, 
if you can help it and if it's not due to a condition, mm. then we all have to make an effort. And the other thing, I see that um, being plus size is something that is promoted now. In what way, Tenzi? In what way? Because now you see, it's good to have a, a good self-esteem, as in the understand. Mm. And it is good for people to accept how they look, all of us. Yeah, so, right? body, so body positivity is important, yeah? Yeah, it is important, but we also have to be realistic. Because... If there is nothing you can do to change your weight, I accept it. We are all different. Mm-hmm. But also, we all have to try to be weight conscious for health reasons, nothing else. Okay. okay. Because at the moment when you are young, you say you are healthy, that's good. But get to your 40s, to your 50s, to your 60s, then you realize that there is nothing good about being overweight when it comes to health because it becomes a complication even for a minor condition that is treatable. Mm. I've seen people having to sell their homes, the family members, because a person has got a heart condition that is difficult to treat because of their weight contributing to their health. Okay, no, thank you for that comment. Um, no, yeah. thank you so much for that comment and thank you for sharing your story. We're chatting about being plus size and does being plus size mean you are unhealthy? I'm talking to Angela Mutsusi. She's a nurse clinician. She's a motivational speaker and she's an HIV activist. She's living with HIV um, and um, she's beautiful. Oh, guys, please go to kaitv.co.za to, to see what um, 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 Angela uh, is wearing tonight. She looks gorgeous in a black dress. I'll also be joined later on by um, dietitian Tinzuala Mujabelo, who has a very interesting story to tell about her journey with being plus size. Um, we're taking your calls on 086-00-0959. The hashtags on social media are Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk. So Utandi, you know, we had a previous caller attending, and she mentioned something about, um, you know, how, in, in, you know, later on, it's, it's good to be it's good to be body positive, but people need to be cognizant of the fact that later on being plus size might affect you. And um, I agree with the fact that, um, you know, as age creeps up, mm-hmm. being plus size becomes challenging. Yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll speak about my pregnancies. I mean, I was pregnant until 90 at the age of 33. I had high blood pressure um, towards the end of the pregnancy. And that was, you know, I, I'm not going to beat about the bush. That was because of my being plus size. Mm-hmm. So, so that labor and that delivery was very challenging, mm-hmm. you know. And having a cesarean section wasn't an option. My, my gynae was like, Cindy? When I come back after um, a few hours, that baby should have come out because we're not cutting you. And that's, a, that's, a, that's something that we don't speak about, about the challenges of recovering mm-hmm. after a C-section or major surgery as a plus-size person. Mm. So when you delivered, um, Angela, did you have a C-section or did you I deliver a vagina? I had a C-section, but then I was still small. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. time. But uh, with regards to what the caller said, I, I also do, you know, hear what she's saying because earlier, like I said, there are, level, there are levels to this thing, mm. you know. Uh, there is a certain line that when you cross now, things start becoming difficult and we should always try not to go onto the morbidly obese side because that's when all the problems start. But if you're at 36, 38, 40, to hell and you look good you feel good about yourself i mean like you know most of us are gorgeous you know then and soft and squishy (laughs) (laughs) then there's no problem you know there's absolutely no problem but if you start having back ache like myself knee aches joint pains then definitely i agree you need to start doing something about the weight okay and and as i said um, earlier on the place that we don't want you to be carrying fat is around your abdomen so if you're carrying fat on your bums if you're carrying fat on your thighs that's fine but around your tummy around um you know around your breast and so on that's the challenge because the fat there affects your organs and can lead to, to heart disease. Mm-hmm. So we're taking calls on 086-00-0959. I'd like to welcome um, our other guest, um, dietitian Tinsolo Mujabelo. Um, um, hi, Tinsolo, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Tinsolo, hi. Tinsolo, hi. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Good evening, Cindy. Thank you so much for joining us. I met you a few weeks ago at a conference and um, you told me a very interesting story and that's the reason why we had you on the show. Um, we invited you to the show. So you explained how, I mean, you're a dietitian, you work with weight loss management. That's your, that's your field of expertise. But you've walked a journey where you were, um, you were slim. And then due Mm -hmm. to being admitted in hospital and spending a a lengthy time of, of, of 
a lengthy hospital stay and all the medication that you were on, you then gained a lot of weight. Yes. So how many kilograms did you gain um, um, during, during those months? Okay, so I went in with um, a weight of 52 kilograms. And um, after the about six months of IV um, steroid infusion, I then gained um, up to 89 kilograms. And then when I left the hospital, I further gained up to 96. And the weight just spiraled out of control. I went up as far as 121, if I remember correctly. Mm. And so yeah, that was the, I, I then became almost three times bigger than I was. Mm. And um, as you alluded earlier, I grew up very thin. And that is the reason I became a dietitian in the first place. And so now you can imagine my, 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 my career then being this big, going back to the career being this big, it was a definite no-no. And so I ran away from my own career after having helped so many people lose weight because that's my area of expertise. I'm mm. very good at that. But now the only person I couldn't help at the time was myself. And so instead of dealing with the weight, I then ran away and I went into corporate. Um, but in my years of corporate, it was not easy because I knew this is my passion. This is my, you know, I'm an expert at this. Mm, Why you want to be out myself? there helping people, yeah. I've been helping people. I've seen great results, yeah. Now, a friend of mine then suggested, you know what, sometimes we can't help ourselves, Shreya, so why don't you then go see another dietitian? Yeah, but now in my journey of being, you know, overweight, um, it is so difficult, you know, and um, in terms of um, the, the, the issue of dealing with the weight, because coming from being thin, you now have to deal with comments, like you were saying. People will come to you and say, you know what, there's this diet that I know somebody your size <laughs> tried oh. and it actually helped them. But also the clothing, where do you then now get the clothes that you would love to suit your image? You struggle to get such things. And so I then went to a dietitian that really, really helped me to shed off weight. So I lost about uh, 45 kilograms and I've kept it off for at least um, four or five years now. Four years, actually. But you, I mean, but you haven't gone back to the weight that you were previously. I haven't, but of course, I've gained a little bit, you know, five kilos here, lose it again, gain another, but I've never went back to that weight, ever. And I'm glad that you mentioned the issue of clothes. I mean, buying for plus size is expensive. The same t-shirts will cost 200 rand more at a plus size, at a plus size store. And um, I've never understood that. I mean, I'm sure they they use more cloth and everything, but my goodness, (laughs) the price difference is shocking. (laughs) It's shocking because for me, I've always been a size six, eight, you know. So when you, you don't even need to fit your clothes because you know, it's either a size six or eight. Hmm. You can even tell by just taking it and looking at it. uh, Okay, this one looks like my waist will fit in this. But now when you are a plus size, you know, you, you're you not sure because even the sizes are not the same. Some exactly. stores will have a, a 38 that will fit in nicely and you are now feeling all good that you're now, you know, more a size 40 or a 40 plus, right? And then you go to another store, you buy a similar jean and it's now a size 42 because the 38 doesn't fit in. So now you're constantly having to, you know, choose which store you're going to go to. Yeah. And now even shopping becomes unbearable. It becomes something you even shy away from. Sometimes you stay away from events. I've stayed away from so many in events because I cannot go to that event wearing that jean or wearing mm. that particular dress because that's not my style. Now, how then do you find the balance? You end up finding a, a designer that will custom make things for you. Mm. Um, you know, finding a balance of how then do you deal with the current weight because if you don't you dwell on issues like that like your weight um your image and and that's a, and, and so that's a psychological control yeah so that's a psychological now, impact that that being plus size has I can, I can tell you from the 96 remember i went out um you know weighing about 85 then i went to 96 um, at that time, I was no longer on steroids, but I gained weight because the psychology of it is saying, Ria, you're big anyway. Um, 
So you don't even think about what you eat, what you shouldn't be eating. Are you exercising? Are you mm-hmm. leading a healthy lifestyle? So it spiral out of control because you are too focused on all the negativity around your weight instead of focusing on leading a healthy lifestyle. And that's, I suppose that's where the emotional eating would come into it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we have a lot of callers um, waiting to chat. 086-00-00959, hashtag sidebar Cindy, and the other hashtag is KFM Talk. Let us take Ularato from Auckland Park. Hi, Ularato, and um, welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hello, Angie. Hi, hi. <laughs> hi, Cindy. Hi, Ularato. <laughs> Look, I couldn't help but I just call because two of my favorite big girls are in studio and they're talking all things <laughs> nice about being big. So I want to talk about three things, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing is the fact that today is Mental Health Awareness Day. So we all know body image, body weight, uh, thinking that you're obese, it's, it's all got to do with uh, not just how you look, but how you perceive yourself yeah. as mm-hmm. a person. And a lot of us, I mean, the society, the magazines, everybody has got a connotation that Big necessarily means unhealthy, means you're going to die, it means mm. blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I just want this to maybe to hear from the two of you because I know you, the two of you are full of life. You're doing impactful work in all your, your line of work, but I want to hear the sex part. Yeah, you know, now that I've talked about mental health and I was all polite, I wanted to talk about sex. Big girls and <laughs> and, sex. and I know big girls, they love, they love, they love them. I, I hope children are not listening. Children but I are know- listening, Lerato. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but on a healthy side of things about sex, I think um, a lot of, of people always are worried about stretch marks, they're worried about uh, cellulite, they're worried about veins and all that. But to be very honest, how, do, how does one get to be liberated to a point that you enjoy your body, your partner gets to enjoy your body, and you really just on that healthy tip, sexual health tip, enjoy girls. Okay, thank you, Lerato. We'll, we'll answer that um, after taking a few more calls. So, that, so Lerato wants to know about plus size and, and sex. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Let's chat to Neo, who's also calling us um, from Auckland Park. Um, hi, Neo. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Fine. It's Neo Nene Mabuya. I'm a plus size activist uh, from a brand by the name of Plus Size Black Diamond. Okay. Um, I deal with fat women every day of my life. Mm. Fat women... And I'm also fat. Uh, I've, I got touched by your topic in terms of healthy lifestyle. Yes. Uh, in most cases, women uh, who are big body, uh, they feel attacked when you start talking about healthy lifestyle. Mm. Um, each and every now and then, I organize hiking trips and organize aerobics all the time. Um, we actually teaching uh, a woman like me that, okay, um, being fat doesn't mean that you you unhealthy, you, mm. you, you're ugly and all that. It means means that uh, that's the body type that you have yeah. but contain it be healthy uh, uh, and also uh, as the lady who was talking about mental health um, I was diagnosed with depression on 2017 yeah. and um, my, my my weight is, is it, it was a very 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 serious case in terms of the doctors like each and every doctor when it comes in the morning you are fat you need to lose weight you are fat oh, you need to lose weight you are fat so you need to annoying. Lose weight. yeah uh, Doctors also give us uh, depression in terms of us uh, each and every time when we're sick. Even when you're sick in mental health, they will yeah. tell you about your weight. So I feel like edu- let's educate everyone about he- health issues. Uh, I always uh, deal with women who are not confident enough the way I am. Uh, I preach self-love and self-acceptance. Today I did a post about self-acceptance. Even if you can have a flat stomach and a big ass. But if you don't have self-love, you're not going to go anywhere. Whether you're big, whether you're thin. So I always preach body positivity as well. That uh, You know what? Being fat, dress nicely as well. You don't have to leave yourself just because you lack confidence. Mm. I've I've, I've come across uh, issues about fashion, about uh, the way they look, about the shoe size. Do you know that also that women go through a lot with, with, with shoes. Uh, we also go through a lot with lingerie. We also go through a lot with bras. And, 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 and you know, and Newa, I mean, I, I've traveled and I, I was in New York and New York caters for plus size in every way. 
right? Yes. I feel that South sure. Africa, and for a country with the number of women who are plus size, we are not serving the plus size community well. I, I, I mean, there's like three or four shops where you can buy plus size, and sometimes uh, a, a fashion chain thinks that they can take something that looks great, uh, you know, on a slower person, and then just translate it into plus size. It doesn't always work like that. You must take into consideration breast size and so on. So South Africa has a lot of work to do in that regard, especially with shoes, because you know the wider fit shoes are not readily available. Sure, uh, we need to order it. We need to order our clothes that side to get fashionable mm. clothes. We are not being treated nicely in our country. Mm. We it, it's not nice seeing a, a young lady like me who's in the age of twenty eight dressing like an old lady wearing that t shirt that you can see that oh this t shirt is meant it's meant for her mother. You know? Oh no! Oh, no. Like, honestly, oh, honestly, I, 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 I know which store you're nicely. talking about. I know exactly which shop you're talking about because I stopped buying there for that reason. I was like, who are the And it's very expensive, my yeah. Sister. I was like, those clothes are gogorish. I'm not wearing those clothes anymore. And I started, that's why I started making my own clothes for that. Reason for the yes. reason, and then we 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 also we also have those campaigns whereby we're helping fat ladies who actually coming from a disadvantaged homes who cannot actually uh, buy clothes because most of the plus size clothes are very expensive. Yeah. I've been writing uh, a letter proposal letters to many uh, fashion designers. Can mm-hmm. you please 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 whenever you do a sale, let's have a one event whereby all fashion designers having a pop up sale whereby they're selling a uh, uh, plus size clothes in yeah. a lesser price because not everyone is working. I'm unemployed, number one, mm. and it's actually difficult for me to buy clothes. So we're experiencing a lot in terms of plus size fashion. No, thank, you so much, thank you so okay, much, Neil. Thank you so much for that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Thank you very oh, much. No, 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 no don't you. say sorry. No, we have to just go to the next caller. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that. We have Unwam Kabelo calling us from MDN. Um, um, hi, Unwam Kabelo. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sanburan. Ninjani. Good, thanks. Hey, yeah, this is a serious, serious, serious problem. But then I think uh, I would agree with Une Une uh, first things first, you must love your body. Okay. One. But then I think me now I have gained weight and then I lost weight and I'm gaining weight now. And I think uh, one best thing that I'm doing, I would say best thing. The doctor has given me the option because they spoke of the insulin resistance. Yes. Ne? So... First time they said I must come, I ignored them. I ignored them, but because I have tried appetite, mm. but then instead they had an, an opposite effect. I would buy a much romine and then mm. instead mm. of me getting a ha- full, I was always hungry. Mm. So he suggested, would you know what? I suspect would he does this, and then he did. I'm a measurement. Yes, my belly is big. Mm. Da, 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 da. And then I ignored him. Oh. That was my choice. Yeah. And then now I went again to another doctor. Yeah. I guess you know we'll shift more. Mm, when you don't for like con- what you're hearing from one doctor, yeah. you move on to the next one. For, we, we know for con- for convenience. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so and then and then the same lady said to me, you know what? Let's let's just do this test. So this time I have a form. Yeah, when I when we, I'm so serious. I have a form which is ticked. Which should I decide then? This today I'm going to take those dead blood. Then this and that should be checked. So I'm going to do that. Please However, do. I'm a plus size. I normally call myself a third girl, meaning pretty hot and thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say, okay, fashion. I don't even wanna go there. I I don't think Fortunately, yeah, I don't have size and 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 I'm a, I'm a, in it arms. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I am small. I'm not small, but I'm average. But I have big boobs. Mm. So most of your fat is around. Yeah. So most of your fat is around your abdomen. I know. Yeah. I, I've bought a, a, a thing, a wheel. I've been trying, and then I get this <laughs> advantage, uh, this courage and stuff. But I will try. No, please do. So and please, do, so please do go for those blood tests because um, you know, insulin resistance um does affect your your organs, and it can lead to heart to heart disease, and it also has I an, know. an effect on on fertility. So we don't, we don't we don't want you to be drinking tablets to suppress your appetite. We want you to just know what's up with you. Have the doctor prescribe the correct medication. You change your eating, and and you'll see things will get better. So and and Cindy, to tell you the honest truth, it's just me being 
naughty because I've lost weight before through yeah. food and walking mm. and that was it. Right, it so I thought maybe of taking the shortest way out and the shortest way out is not working. Yeah, they're for now, cuts, yeah. Like for now, people, they must have take the explanation that I, I give them. January, I'll start afresh and concentrate on my weight. All the best. The same thing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks, guys. 5.9. Welcome back to Cyborg Cindy with me, Cindy Swift and Sel. We have lots of callers waiting to discuss um, this interesting topic of being plus size. And, um, and the question I've been asking is, does being plus size mean that you're unhealthy? I'm chatting to nurse clinician, HIV activist and motivational speaker, Angela Mutsusi. We also have um, Dinzualo Mujapelo. She's a dietitian um, on the line um, and she's, she's um, plus size. Um, she went from being being slim to being plus size and she's living a healthy plus size life. But we'll take a few more calls before we come back to Utinzualo and, and to Angela. So we have Umpo calling us from Johannesburg. Um, hi, Umpo, and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Angie. Hi. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, sorry. I've got flu and tonsils. Oh, um, get well soon. Yes. Uh, you know, you've got a very interesting topic for somebody like me. I've never been skinny. In matric, I weighed uh, between 80-something to 90-something, you know, wearing between 36 and 38 to 40. I've always been the tallest and the biggest girl, whether in Sunday school or in a class. Um, and so even after having my kids with every pregnancy, I would gain weight up to 104, 105 and really struggle to lose the weight afterwards. Mm. Required some time to actually accept the size that I am, especially being curvy, big bum, small waist, small top, uh, and a small breast. So, you know, perceptions as well, and, and society about what shape is, is acceptable or not also made it quite difficult for me because being called names, Sharky Batman, and all sorts of things. Oh. Um, up until the time that I changed, you know, the statement that beauty is in the eye of the, the beholder, I started feeling like, you know, my weight is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. You know, you you as big as you feel, and the weight that you carry actually um, determines how you feel about yourself. And and when you let other people, you know take control of what you feel like yeah then that weight becomes an issue for you well can i just say so i'll just it's not an issue at all okay but for now the struggle i have is that in 2014 i was diagnosed with sick sinus syndrome and i i had a pacemaker implanted in 2015 okay I still struggle with gaining weight and losing weight because the doctors actually advise me that I need to be a certain weight to, you know, stay healthy because of my heart condition. Mm. So it, it's very difficult in terms of, you know, the the balance of the diet um, and also actually the lifestyle because I cannot even go to the gym because of my heart condition. Of your heart condition, yeah. Yes, I cannot do certain exercises, even Taibo, which was like my thing, no longer something that I can do. The smallest exercises, I'm out of breath and my heart it's all over the place. Okay, so, so I think I think what we'll do we'll 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 take your details. We'll get your details from the producer, and then maybe we'll put you in touch with Uri Atinzwalo. She's she's a weight management um, dietitian, and maybe you guys could meet up and see um, how she can help you to to maintain your weight. And that's that's yeah, that's important situation. That's that's her reality. She's had a pacemaker inserted, and and she has to you know lose weight and and maintain that certain weight. We have Ukatleho calling us from Joburg. Um, hi Katleho, welcome to Cyber Cindy. Hi. Hi, Cindy and Keith. Hi. Um, I just want to find out something from you guys. Um, does being plus sized affect your hormones in like sexual hormones? Because I like I I don't get aroused. So I thought it has something to do with my weight or is it just psychological, maybe because I'm insecure or or what? And then one last thing, if it's possible to get Dinsala's details, please. Okay, so we'll share Tintolo's details with you. I'll get your number from the producer. But, okay. um, yes, you know, so sex, 
most of sex is in the mind. Mm. So if you go into a relationship, if you, if you go into the bedroom feeling insecure, oh, my thighs are too big or my boobs are too big or my tummy's too flabby, then you are going to struggle to, to, to enjoy sex. Okay, so it's nothing hormonal or due to the weight. It's all in my mind. Would you happen to be on contraceptives? Yes, I am. So that also has an effect. Yeah, so yeah, so contraceptives can um, decrease your libido. So that's something to look into. Maybe you might consider um, asking your doctor to to change them, um, as as NG has has asked. And um, yeah, so that too, that could be a problem as well. That could be the contributing factor. But the confidence levels, the, the way you feel about yourself in the bedroom, really um, um, has an effect. And earlier on, we had a call from Ulla and just asked us about plus size and and sex. And my whole thing is, if if what I've learned. In my 43 years on earth. <laughs> um, oh, my kids are listening to this show, Angie. So I think you must say, you must say what I wanted to say. I think you must say it. Well, if somebody wants to be with you, they will be with you regardless of how you look. Mm. And like you just said, if you then feel like you're big, you're ugly, you're unattractive, then you will not enjoy the act. But if you are comfortable in your own skin, you are going to enjoy the act. With me, I mean, like, let me just say I've got a healthy sexual appetite. And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, if, yeah, if a person wants to be with you, they'll be with you regardless of whether you're plus size or not. I mean, some guys who, who like big girls and yeah. They'll gravitate towards them. Um, let's get back to Tinswalo Mujabelo, the, the dietitian. Tinswalo, yes. so, when, so when a patient when a patient comes to um, consult, they plus size and they want to make changes to their to their um, um, eating habits. Where do you start? What's the first thing that you that you advise them to change? All right. So after having experienced the issue of um, obesity myself, I changed the model a little bit. And so the first question I ask them is. Who are you, right? Because oftentimes the issue of being weighed might come from, you know, I've heard some of the callers say I've always been big um, since I was young. I've never been thin. Some of them will say they come with different stories and all these things feed into who they are. And so it has a big influence on, you know, their food preferences. It influences even, you know, their social interaction and also like the, 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 the last caller in terms of sexual, you know, um, confidence. It, mm -hmm. it, it has a lot to do with how you view yourself. And once we get that, it then we can identify some of the holes. So it comes from a model that I've developed from the word hole, where it has the word W-H-O, which is who, and the word H-O-L-E, which is whole. And these holes are all the things that people feed into themselves. Like, I've always been big, I'm a heavy eater, or um, I always love eating fatty foods, or I enjoy takeaways and things like that. And that influences an overall perception of your relationship with food or your relationship with your health. And so that's where I start before anything. And that helps me to get an understanding of how I will help you mm. as an individual because then sometimes we just need to address the holes that you have in order to, you know, let you come back to being whole again. And mm. that will then be where Angela is, where you are now as I 36, 38, and you're still confident. You're still um, loving how you look, but you're also leading a healthy lifestyle. That then goes into identifying the holes are there because you have identified with yourself as being a heavy eater or you've never been thin or all these things that feeds into what you have become. And that's not necessarily who you are. And I've seen a drastic um you know, change in how then people will then address their relationship with food because then you have to start building a relationship with food and that's the next step. Where okay. we then, because when you build a relationship with food, you start realizing it's not because most people will say, I've been on a diet, I've tried this diet, I lost the weight when I was a diet, mm. on that diet, but then they stop. Why? Because they never really dealt with the holes, the issues that has They're led running to... Deep. Well, I like I love that approach. Okay, so we're taking more calls on oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We're chatting about being plus size, and does being plus size necessarily mean that you are unhealthy? Um, I'm chatting to um, to Tinsualu Mujapelo. She's a dietitian, and also to Angela Matsusi, HIV clinician, motivational speaker, and um, and she's a nurse clinician as well. We have Um Po calling us from Q. Hi, Um Po, and welcome to the show. Hi, uh, Dr. Cindy. Hi. Yes, I'm Paul. I'm a teacher in an inner city school. Yes. 
you know, this happened today. There is this learner who, of course, is fat or what is just overweight. Yes. And it's, it's big. Then uh, there is a guy, one of the boys was just teasing her and she was crying, Dr. Cindy. She was body shamed and she cried hysterically. It was so serious that we had to take her to the sick bay. The child was traumatized. We thought maybe we should call the parents, but she said, no, we are not going home. I don't even want my parents to know about this. So what we did was we called the boy yes. and we had to call the boy to order. The boy did apologize and we talked up. We told him that this is the beginning of gender-based violence mm. that is being talked about in the media. Mm. And But I'm just concerned that it wasn't enough. It's not enough. So I'm just appealing to you and to everyone who is interested can just contact me so that we have a social worker because we don't even have a social worker. Okay, so yeah. we'll, we'll I'll get you details from from um, the producer, and we'll make sure that we get a social worker. Um, we, we've had a, so, a good social worker on the show, and we'll put her in touch with them. Poor, and yeah, the, the the teasing, the body shaming that's that's part of of, of the plus size um, life. People just feeling they can comment and say whatever they want to you. And that's why it's so important for us, you know, the the, the older ladies, to be comfortable and confident in our own skin, you know, so that we avoid such issues. We we show the teenage girls that it's okay to be big it's okay to to not be you know um you know as thin as every other girl you know so that we avoid issues of insecurities issues of self-doubt uh you know eventually leading to anorexia bulimia and all of those things and you know i also find that you know when you go to events it's always the older moms or the older the older women yes. passing yes. comments oh no nile oh you know yes. are you pregnant again and things like that we need to stop that it needs to stop i agree so so what do you what do what do you comment when people say that i mean i just i just smile at this i i, I can't be rude to the elders but do you do you answer back when angela i don't i don't i don't answer back i'll just you know give a green you know that green that you normally get when some, a stranger doesn't know you and looks at you I'll just give a green but inside it hurts you know all those comments all the time especially with me I'm comfortable I'm okay I know I'm pretty I know I'm beautiful I know I'm hot you know um, but with the younger girls it might not be so easy to swallow and to and to brush handle. that kind yeah. of comment off yeah but now we really need, need to stop to stop uh, making such comments um so angela before before we um wrap up the show healthy eating what's your plan yeah, to 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 work towards losing a bit of weight so that there's not so much pressure on your joints and your ankles and your back i've actually started okay so what are you doing i'm not taking any sugar challenging that's hard how was the withdrawal um not so bad okay so did you have some headaches uh, yes yeah at the beginning the headaches were yes hectic, yes yeah. so i'm not taking any sugar currently i'm drinking loads of water um and i'm not taking carbs and i'm taking good fats so that's avocado eggs what yes. else Avocado eggs. I use um, olive oil mm. to cook. I've I bought coconut oil, but mm. hey, the one that I bought has got this funny smell. I don't I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beginning coconut oil is quite is quite a challenge to, to yeah. get used to. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, so I've been um, walking because on Saturday, the 12th of October, is the KFM Legacy Walk. Um, that's great. So I've been walking for about four weeks, and I must say I can see a change. Wow. And um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, at the beginning, yo, uh, my knees took a lot of strain. But sing at man, just slowly but surely. I've got a trainer, Udani Kamona, so he's been doing a good job. So I'll be walking with him on Saturday. So I hope to see all of you guys um, at the KFM Legacy Walk. Um, and, yeah, so we've had a great show. Thank you so much for being honest, Angela. And I will make sure that I tweet um, Uriya, um, Dintualo Mujabelo's um, details so people can know where to find her. And I'll also make sure that people know where to find you. Okay. So that um, if they want to speak about um, weight-related issues. And I, I think, of course, the work that you do with HIV is phenomenal. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being open and honest about your status and encouraging other people to seek help, get tested, and make sure that they start treatment. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.